BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Marcelo top of the key into a triple. Yes. A.B. for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Clack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are at Vivens Arena in downtown Salt Lake City, home of the Utah Jazz. By the way, the Jazz kicking off, or excuse me, tipping off the season tonight in Portland against the Blazers. BYU taking over Vivens Arena as they take on the Weber State Wildcats. The Cougars interplay tonight with a record of 8-2 and two and are coming off a home win on Monday night against Texas Southern. And there were lots of performances to highlight from that game, but we start with a career-high 30 points from Brandon Averett. B.A. was on fire, as was Alex Barcella, who dished out a career-high 10 assists, several, by the way, to Averett. It was also a good night for Matt Harms with 16 points, and Richard Harward continues to look more and more comfortable in this system. He finished the game with 13 points and 5 rebounds. But now all attention shifts to Weber State. This is BYU's last non-conference opponent before beginning WCC play at the end of the month. So you know the Cougars are looking to end non-conference play on a high note. The Cougars have dominated this matchup, holding a 33-11 advantage over the Wildcats. Like BYU, this is also Weber's final non-conference game before they jump into Big Sky play. The Wildcats feature a lot of new faces, and they're led by a senior guard by the name of Isaiah Brown, who, by the way, is a beast Averaging 21 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. He's a transfer from Grand Canyon University. Forward Zahir Porter and center Cody Carlson are the two other Wildcat players averaging double digits in points. It's actually quite remarkable when you look at these two teams just how close they are from a statistical standpoint. The only major difference statistically is that Weber is a much better free-throw shooting team. Everything else is pretty comparable. Field goal percentage, three-point percentage, it's, it's kind of funny when you look at that. You wouldn't necessarily think that these two teams statistically would be comparable, but yet they are. And let's be honest, it's an in-state matchup played on the Jazz court, so you know everybody is going to be amped up for this one. Time now for our pregame player interview, and tonight you get to hear from junior big man Colby Lee. Colby's averaging five points and two rebounds, and he's done a really nice job in a couple of, couple of different roles, one coming off the bench and then another as a starter. And I asked Colby how quickly the non-conference schedule has flown by for him. It has really flown by, honestly. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, like you said, it is crazy to think about that. I feel like we just started, but... On the other hand, a lot of teams that we've played so far haven't played as many games as we have. So if, in hindsight, you know, we're pretty blessed to have played as many games as we have because of this, you know, COVID. It, it's, it's crazy, but it's not crazy at the same time because we've played more games than a lot of other people because of scheduling factors and teams canceling and having to postpone and do all these different things because of this unique situation. Um, but, yes, we... We just started, it seems like. So we're we're ready for non-conference, but we got to finish. Or we got, we're ready for a conference, but 
we got to finish out with Weber State. So, how pleased are you with the team's eight and two record at this point, or maybe even beyond just the record? How pleased are you with the way the team is playing right now? I'm pretty pleased, but I know there's a lot of upside for us. I know that we have room for a lot more. Our ceiling with this team is really high, and so I'm pleased because we're winning games. Obviously, I mean that's always fun. But that being said, I want to be nine and two. That's always the next one. You always want more. Winning's fun, you know, and and we we're having a winning culture here. And so when you win a couple of games, you just want more. And that's kind of what we're what we want right now is just more wins. You know, we're never satisfied. We're never oh, you know, like we just beat San Diego State. Cool. Who cares? Like a good win, but it doesn't matter because we turn around and we play Texas State, right? Like no one thinks they're a good team, but people that do their homework realize that's a really tough team. They're probably going to win out uh, in their conference. So Weber State's really tough. Every game is tough and it just makes it so we have a bigger challenge in front of us and we have more riding on, on this game because when you win a lot of games, it puts more pressure on yourself. So, but we love that. So that being said, we just want to win and keep on winning because it's a lot more fun to learn from a win than it is from a loss. You've had games this season where you've, you've started. You've had games where you've come off the bench. So instead of asking you, which do you prefer? Because I'm sure like any player, you're going to say you just want to get on the floor. It doesn't matter. My question to you is, does your approach change whether you're a starter coming off the bench, does the way you, you approach the game change depending on the scenario? I don't think it really changes because you never know what's what's going to happen, right? Um, you know, say I'm not starting, there could be, you know, early foul trouble or something happens and you go right in right away and then you could play, you know, 20, 30 minutes. So you, you always have to stay ready. And that's what Coach Pope preaches is always, you know, being the next man up because this team is so deep. You know, you could you could make a few mistakes and then boom, the next guy got to go in for you and he's got to pick up the slack kind of thing. So and we are that deep so that, you know, the next person goes in. It's not like a drop off, you know. So so my approach stays the same, whether I'm, I'm starting or I'm not starting, just because when you're given the opportunity, you know, you got to play hard and give everything you have for the guy next to you so that, you know, coach feels comfortable playing you throughout the whole game. A lot of people may look at this game against Weaver and say, oh, it's just Weaver State. But I know you guys put a premium on these in-state games. Those are important to you guys. When you look at Weaver State, I know they've got Isaiah Brown's a guy averaging about 22 points a game. What stands out to you when you look at this Wildcat team? Yeah, they're a really tough team. And obviously, a lot of the in-state teams do not like us. <laughs> you know, and that's okay. <laughs> we don't really like them either, but especially guys that, you know, go to Weber State or maybe UVU, you know, different schools that are not quite as high major as we are, high mid-major, but they're always thinking, oh, you know, we have everything handed to us. We have, you know, whatever the case is, they just don't like us for a lot of reasons, right? And so they have a lot to prove because they think they should have had a BOU offer, you know, whatever the case is, but we have everything else to prove saying we run this state, we've already won, beat everyone else in the state and we want to we want to keep it that way. It's been a long time, I think, for a team in this state to go through all the D1 teams. That's what we're trying to accomplish tomorrow. You know, that's what we want to do is we just want to make every team hate us even more. 
All right, so let's wrap things up, uh, ironically enough, with a, a football question. You guys had a, a chance to watch the majority of the bowl game. BYU just dominating Central Florida. What did you think of the bowl game? How exciting was that to watch? I love blowout wins just because you don't have any nerves. You're just like, BYU gets the dub. You know, you don't have to worry about it. You feel for those guys because it gives the opportunity for other players, you know, other student athletes, the chance to play. You know, it's one of the most underrated things, I think, that people don't realize. I love beating teams by, you know, 25, 30, however much, and letting the other guys that don't play as much in the game and letting them score and letting them shine just because it's so fun, you know. But that being said, when football team wins, I think it, it, it helps us, our basketball season, like the fans get more involved. You know, they have a better season. They're like, okay, now it's basketball's time, you know. So I'm glad they had a lot of success this year. I'm hoping that we can have a lot as well. Colby, thank you so much for taking a few minutes and good luck against the Wildcats. Thank you. Appreciate it. I think we can all agree with Colby Lee when he talked about enjoying stress-free games. We all love that. Look, sports, we're we're all sports fans. We love to follow our team and root for our team, but you get into those stressful situations, and it it can be, well, obviously stressful. And when you have a game like last night in the bowl game, as it turned out, and other games. You can just kind of sit back and enjoy because your team's got things under control. Nothing wrong with that. How about we have that today at Vivid Arena as BYU takes on Weber State. I also want to touch on something else that Colby brought up, and it's something that I know Mark Pope has talked about. Uh, In fact, after the Texas Southern game, when he was talking with Mark Duran and myself, uh, he made this same comment, talking about how He's certainly happy with the way teams are. his team is playing right now, but he can see how much better they can be. And Colby said the same thing. Likes the way they're playing, but they can be so much better. And you love to hear that a team right now that's winning with a record of 8-2, and two, playing good basketball, but they're still striving to be better. They still feel like they have another step or two that they can take. That's got to make you feel great as a fan to know that this team is not being complacent that they're still striving to be better, and they have opportunities to be able to showcase that uh, in this final non-conference game, and then obviously once West Coast Conference play begins at the end of the month. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we will head to Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America Credit Union continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU and Weaver State from Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City. That is where we are heading now as we continue on with Cougar Pregame Live. It's time for our courtside conversation and joining me from the home of the Utah Jazz, he is Mark Durant. You'll hear him on the call with Greg Rubel tonight. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. I want you to refer to me as the Boca Raton Bull champ, Mark okay. Durant. The, uh, let me, I am Cougar. I'm part of the Cougar Nation. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reintroduce you, okay? <laughs> All right, joining me now from Vivint oh, Okay, what did you say? that You want the Boca Raton? I want the sponsored by roofclaim.net or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I want the whole gonna, deal. Yeah, we're not going to give anybody <laughs> any free publicity, but we'll say, we'll say the, uh, the Boca Raton Bowl champion, Mark Durant, joining me from Vivint Thank Arena. You. Thank you. That sounds good. Yes, very nice. 
Um, let's go back to Monday night. You and I got to witness a pretty special evening for Brandon Averett. He was sensational, sensational scoring a career-high 30 points. And when Coach Pope joined us on the postgame, he compared Brandon's start to the year to what Alex Barcelo did last year, starting a bit slow, but then starting to figure things out. Mark, if that's the case and Brandon's going to take that type of leap, look out. It was a great performance from Brandon. I'm so happy for him. You know, it's obviously tough. You've played a lot of basketball, but this is a new system for him coming in and trying to figure out his role. How do I play with A.B.? How how aggressive do I need to be? When is it my moment to go and get a bucket? When do I defer? I mean, there's a lot of things going on there. And my, my Really, my only complaint, I knew it would take some time. I, I was frustrated with his propensity to turn the ball over. And a lot of that was due because he was trying to make a play, trying to, you know, make something happen, which is good. And it is a fine line, as you know, of you don't want to take away the aggression, but you also want guys to really value the basketball. And and so that was my only problem. I, you know, he, he was making some nice plays. He was hitting some big shots, which I liked. But I think he's just kind of finally working with the coaches, finally getting to the point where – he kind of knows where he's when he's supposed to do things, and he, he knows that you know teams are going to focus a lot on Alex Barcelo, so that's going to give him opportunities. And, and uh, I mean, it all seemed to just—I call them light bulb moments. The other night, it just all kind of came together for him, and and it was almost easy for him. You know, you know, a player kind of gets it when it, it looks easy because it's super hard, but it looks easy for him. And uh, I think making that big shot at San Diego State was a big confidence booster. And I think the future's really bright for Brandon because he can do a couple things. One, he can hit that three, and he's going to get opportunities when teams try and take away Barcelo. But he's just so good off the dribble and getting into the paint, that little floater and getting to the rim. And so if you can do that, it puts a lot of pressure on defenses, and I think that's right in his wheelhouse. One of the things that we've heard the coaching staff talk about, we've heard players talk about, is the fact that they like the way they're playing, but they know there's still areas to improve. This is the last non-conference game before the conference season begins. What areas of improvement are you still looking for from the Cougars? I'd just like to see a little bit more consistency offensively. Uh, I mean, obviously when they're, they're good, they're very good, but and it hasn't been as much recently, but they've had some games where they go six, seven, eight minutes and have a real drought. And, and again, I think they're learning their roles and getting their, to the right people now so they can get away from those droughts. And I think the emergence of the big guys like uh, Harward in there and, and, and Matt Harms, especially guys that can get, get you post-touches and get you easy baskets. So you're not if you're having an off night from the three, you're not just keep launching those up and hoping one goes in for you eventually, but you have other ways and – getting offensive rebounds and second-chance opportunities. Those are the kind of buckets that will prevent you from going in those longer funks like we saw at Boise and Utah State earlier in the year and, and USC. And so you're getting more production from different guys, and you're not relying so much on the threes and the, and the emergence of the big guys. I'd like to see even better job on those offensive rebounds and second-chance points. Last game they got out-rebounded by a smaller team. That was not good, obviously. Uh, and so, I mean, there's obviously places you can, and more important, I think individual guys, um, you know, they're going to come together as a team, but I think guys like Caleb Lohner can get a lot better. I think Colby Lee can play better. Um, Spencer Johnson is a little inconsistent. I think if he gets more inconsistency and he, along with Connor Harding, uh, those types of guys, Trevin Nell, 
just more consistency, more comfort, confidence out on the floor, that's where you're going to see the improvement, not necessarily uh, as a team so much, but individual players getting better will make the team better. The Weber State Wildcats are 3-2, and two, and if they were wondering what Brown could do for them, apparently he can do a lot, 21 points uh, for I- Isaiah Brown. Uh, it's an in-state team. You know there's added importance to these players when you play these teams from within the state of Utah. What are your thoughts on Weber? I mean, they got a lot of new guys as well, uh, but they, they got Brown, one of the top scorers in the country. Uh, Porter is pretty good. Cody Carlson's good. And, and I always go, uh, you know, Coach Ray, I, I'm, I mean, I know Weber State's going to be solid because they have good coaching. And, and, you know, whoever the cast of characters is as players, they're going to have some good principles with uh, with Coach Ray. So, I mean, I like this team. Uh, it's hard to know. They played Boise decent. Uh, that's kind of the common opponent you have. They're inconsistent as well. You look at Portland State. They went up and played a doubleheader with uh, Portland State. Lost, uh, beat them by 28 and then lost by two. I mean, how, I, how do you get a grasp on a team that does something like that? And uh, So, I mean, they're, they're going to have to shoot the ball well from the three. They're going to be undersized against BYU. They have been inconsistent from the three. But if they're, they're able to hit double-figure threes, they, they certainly could give BYU a game and, and challenge BYU to this afternoon. You know, you had mentioned um, a second ago just some of those lulls in in scoring where BYU will go six, seven, eight minutes in the case of the Boise State game, ten minutes with, uh, with somewhat of a drought. I, I, I don't necessarily view that as the team not being engaged – and that's what I wanted to ask you about. I actually think this team has done a really nice job of being engaged in every game they've played. Now, again, they've gone through those lulls, but I don't think it's that they weren't engaged. They just maybe were making the wrong basketball plays, weren't hitting shots. I don't think it was that they, they weren't engaged in the game. I think that that is a trait that this team, if they continue with that, that they're always ready for the moment. I think that is a trait that can serve them well as this season goes on. I think the evidence for that, uh, that's a good point, is that even in those games where they've had eight minutes scoreless, uh, you know, they barely lost to Boise and they beat Utah State and and, uh, were able to beat uh, St. John's. So the fact that they can withstand that kind of drought offensively and be in a game and win games is a testament to the fact that they're engaged and their defense is excellent, keeping them in games. That they they, they build a cushion initially uh, to be able to withstand that. So I agree. I mean, USC. I don't know. That was kind of an aberration. I'm I'm hoping for this team, but every other game, I think you're exactly right. BYU's been engaged. They played hard. They played good defense. They've generally rebounded the ball very well, and uh, and gotten the job done. Even when even when they have those droughts, to be able to win games and. Uh, you know, obviously, if you don't have those droughts, you're probably going to win by even more and be in a better spot. So that's the goal. But, yeah, it's certainly not – this team has – I'm convinced now has quite quite a mental makeup that, you know, the fact that they don't lose back-to-back games and then they, they can go on the road against San Diego State and win. I mean, you don't do that if you're a mentally weak team. I mean, those things don't just happen. That Those are hard things to do. You've got to earn it. you got to play super hard and – I think effort is not the problem with this team, but uh, just a matter of chemistry and focus and doing the right things and making the right plays. But effort is is certainly no not a, not a problem for this BYU team. Well, and Mark, let's be honest. If we know anything at BYU, it's how to get engaged, right? 
<laughs> we uh, that's like, boy, if we're not at the top of that list on the nationwide list, uh, I know uh, if if, even, if if I can get engaged at BYU, anybody can. <laughs> All right, last question. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game for BYU? Uh, I mean, Weber State has got to shoot the ball well, and they got to shoot a lot of threes. So I'm going to say BYU, BYU doesn't even have to shoot particularly well, but they have to be within two or three threes of Weber State because uh, Weber State to win, they're going to have to blitz BYU from the three-point line. So just kind of stay in that ballpark. They'll, they'll dominate inside. I think BYU will, and they'll win this game. All right, Mark, uh, since this is the last time you and I will speak uh, before what? Christmas. You're not going to call me Christmas Eve like you usually do? Okay, it's fine. I'll do that. Uh, but <laughs> in terms of seeing each other before Christmas, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, you're at Vivint Arena. The Jazz Team Store is right outside on the concourse. I'm a large. I will let you do what you will with that information, my friend. Thanks for joining me. Well, Listen, I'm not going to spend more than 200 on you, though, so just don't don't get your hopes up. Okay. All right, money bags. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. See you, brother. All right. That's Mark Durant from Vivint Arena, our courtside conversation. I love those conversations with Mark. He is absolutely the best. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college basketball. There actually are some games. And in college football. Surprisingly, a lot going on right at uh, 423 Mountain Time on a Wednesday. We'll get to all that coming up as we continue on with Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pre-Game Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, and we're getting you ready for BYU and Weber State from the home of the Utah Jazz Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City. The final non-conference game for both of these teams before they jump into conference play shortly for BYU. That is at the end of this month. And the Cougars and Wildcats, not the only local team playing tonight. Utah State will be at home at 7 p.m. at the Spectrum hosting San Jose State. UVU was supposed to play earlier today. Uh, That game was postponed at Air Force. All right, top 25 scores in college basketball right now. Number 23, Ohio State, leading number 11, Rutgers, 65-61. Just under four minutes to go in this one. We will see if there is an upset in the top 25. Also, number eight, Tennessee, with a 51-43 lead over South Carolina Upstate. All right, I mentioned also college football games, bowl games going on. In fact, one is a final from today. It is the New Orleans Bowl between Georgia Southern and Louisiana Tech. Georgia Southern got the win, 38-3. Coming up uh, at halftime and then postgame, we'll update you on all of these scores in both college uh, basketball and college football. Plus, We'll get to a full slate of NBA games, including the Utah Jazz on the road at the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, that game getting underway at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, and uh, also WCC scores. BYU not the only West Coast Conference team that would be playing tonight as well. But next, we will get you to Vivint Arena in Salt Lake for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. 
The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome inside Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City for the BYU Cougars non-conference finale. It's an in-state showdown with Weber State. As BYU goes for the Beehive State sweep, the Cougars have four wins in four in-state games, having already defeated Westminster, Utah Valley, Utah State, and Utah. I am your play-by-play presenter, Greg Grubel. With me is the former BYU Ironman himself, Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, in this compressed non-conference campaign, BYU's final pre-WCC tune-up has come rather quickly. It feels like a week from today, we'll be in L.A., and uh, league play will be getting underway. Tonight, it's a chance to enter conference play the right way, and that's with a win over Weber. Yeah, it's like being uh, really nice all year long to get on Santa's good side, and then the week before Christmas, robbing a bank or something. You, get a, you're, you go from a, getting an Atari to some socks. So you can't, you can't be naughty in this game and lose. You, you work too hard to put yourself in a nice spot. People are noticing you again. You're on the bubble of the tournament. you got some nice wins under your belt. You're going to conference. This would be a really bad spot to kind of lay an egg, Greg, with all that on the line. So BYU should have some good motivation. Come out, play hard. Keep doing the things that got you here. Play hard on defense. Go inside with those big guys. Shoot the ball well. Continue to have good guard play from A.B. and B.A. Have some other guys step up. You'll be just fine. Ah, the Atari. The kids today have no idea. Oh, man, that was the greatest Christmas of my life. (laughs) Coming up, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tune to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Grubel. We are coming to you live from the home of the Utah Jazz, Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City. This is not BYU's home floor, but the Cougs have been right at home in this arena. 15 straight wins for BYU in this building. And tonight's game is uh, pretty special because even though the capacity will be reduced greatly tonight, the Cougars will have some of their fans cheering on their team for the first time. As Mark Pope and I talked about in our pregame interview, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. You know, we're really excited about that. I think the number I, last number I heard was 1,500. Is that what they're letting in? And so, it, you know, we, we got to play in front of a uh, 1,500, 2,000-person crowd at Utah State. And it was so much fun. It just reminds you how much you miss having fans in the stands and interaction with them. So we're, we're really excited about that tonight. And that was with fans cheering against you. Now yes. you get to feel some juice in your favor. Yes, yes. Either way, it's just fun to have that that emotion and the, the care in the in the gym is pretty fun. All right. Does it feel like a quick turnaround from from Monday night uh, to get to here, or is it just are you in the grind right now? Yeah, I mean, I think we're used to it. It's it's um this is uh I mean it's we've had you know one day turnaround, so this yeah. two day turnaround seems like it's normal. Uh, it's a huge game. Um, it's our fifth in-state game, and it's our last non-conference game, and it's the game before Christmas, and so all those things make it really, really important. Back in the day, you'd see BYU play home and homes against Weber in the same season, or home and homes against Utah State in the same season. You'd always have Utah twice in the year. 
But to get this many in-state games and to win them all has been something pretty uh, impressive for this team. Yeah, it, you know, it would be the f- first time, we, by our numbers, at least in a decade, yeah. uh, where any team, whether in conference or out of conference, is, is, is beat five in state, gone five and zero oh in state. So, obviously, the, the the biggest hurdle to that is tonight. You know, we got to find a way to to come beat a really really good Weaver State team and so uh, but but that's a lofty goal that we're shooting for. Randy Ray's the all-time leader in wins at both Weaver State and in the Big Sky and he's gone out and 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 uh, uh, if not completely overhauled the roster has added some really nice pieces to it. Yeah I mean he just does such an unbelievable job I mean he's uh, he's the dean of that league and one of the best coaches in the western United States and he you know he just puts such a good product on the floor every single year they play the right way they play really really hard they're physical uh, his teams can shoot the ball, and they're usually really athletic, and all of those things are true with this team tonight. A couple of key scouting points for you guys tonight? Yeah, so transition defense is actually they're one of the few teams we've seen so far that their number one usage type is transition. Now, part of that is because they played back-to-back games against Portland State who pressed the whole time, so that kind of skews the numbers, but obviously that's a clearly a problem. Isaiah Brown downhill, he's averaging eight free throws a game, yep. which is a huge problem. Uh, he just kind of puts his head down and gets to the rim and gets fouled to the free throw line. So that's a huge concern for us. Uh, this this uh, transfer that came in that Carlson uh, playing the five for them is really physical. He's really skilled. He's shooting 77% from the field and 83% from the three-point line. And he's, he's a big physical kid. Uh, so he's a major concern. And kind of go down the list, they got a bunch of guys that can really hurt you. Among the, the things that I really love about your team right now is that while you know, you know, kind of what AB is going to do game to game, it seems like really from different game to different game, a player on the roster is going to come up and be the guy that night. And it's so many different guys right now. Yeah, if, if we're good, like this team has a chance to to be a team that um, is pretty versatile. Like we have a chance. It's always scary because you, you sometimes you're more comfortable just knowing exactly where things are coming from every single night. I think we have a pretty good feel of where things will come from on any given night. It just is. It a lot of it depends on the scout and the personnel and and uh, the team and style of play that we're playing against. It's nice to know that you, that you can go to any number of guys and still get something good, right? Yeah, it is. It's um, we we have a lot of guys that can really play on this team and and right now they're, they're you know up to this point they've been really fighting to play together and sacrifice for each other and that's a recipe for a team that could become really good and the recipe for a merry christmas is finishing nine and two in non-conference gotta right? win gotta win game so every every college <laughs> basketball team in america right now is, is is hoping to get this last win so they can enjoy their christmas we're no different coach thanks for the preview good luck against weber state we'll talk to you post game thanks Greg. that is mark pope and tonight's zions bank cougar pregame coaches show Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List, where you order online and pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Vivint Arena on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good afternoon once again, Cougar Nation. We welcome you back inside Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City for BYU's final game before Christmas and final game before conference. The Cougs tonight taking on Weber State. BYU looking for its 17th win in the last 18 meetings with the Wildcats. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel and Mark Durant with you from high above courtside, concourse level. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Cole Wissinger. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU radio engineers are Sean Fay and Barry Squires. Andrew Gray is our broadcast intern. Great to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, at halftime of BYU's game at San Diego State, which was five days ago, Brandon Averett was scoreless in that game. But since coming out of the locker room for the second half at Viejas Arena, B.A. has scored 40 points, including 30 on Monday against Texas Southern. Mark, game by game, we are seeing, as a talk with Coach Pope, uh, new threats emerge as BYU's depth is developed, and Brandon and the team clearly uh, have some stuff in store. Yeah, Coach Pope is like uh, Robin Hood right now. He's starting with one arrow in the quiver. That was Alex Barcelo. We knew he would be good. And along the line, you pick up one. And Matt Harms, who keeps it, keeps playing better and better. Richard Harward has really emerged. You mentioned uh, Brandon Averett and how, how well he's been playing. Other guys at different times. Connor Harding had, you know, three for four in the other night. Quiet but really effective. Uh, Trevin Nell, big shots against San Diego, San Diego State. Spencer Johnson has been really good at times. Gideon George. So the, the quiver is getting full of weapons. Now you just want maybe a little more consistency out of some of those guys. But, man, uh, this team is progressing nicely because the individual players finding their role, playing better, getting more confidence. We'll take a break. And as we uh, come back from it, we will hear from the head coach of the Weber State Wildcats. He is Randy Ray. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City. BYU on a 15-game win streak on the Utah Jazz home floor. It's a 46th all-time meeting between BYU and Weber State tonight. Cougs are 34-11 in the previous 45 get-togethers. BYU's never lost to Weber State in Provo. They have a good record against the Wildcats here at Vivint as well. Last season, an atypically tough season for Randy Ray's Wildcats. 12-20 campaign, prompting a modified approach to the rebuild. And I talked with Coach Ray a short time ago about his offseason overhaul in Ogden. Well, we knew after last year, you know, that was obviously really tough for us with everything we had to deal with, with being young and uh, injuries, whatever it was. But we, uh, after, the, after the season, we evaluated some things. We, we knew we had to get older. Uh, we knew, we knew we had to uh, get a little bit bigger, a little stronger, a little more mature bodies. Uh, we've been caught being young for the last couple of years a little bit. And the old saying in college basketball is get old and stay, stay old, old, right? right. And uh, so we, we did. We made some changes. Uh, we took nine new guys. You know, we took some transfer kids, Juco kid, and, and tried to do that. And I think we've done that. And so uh, that was the biggest thing we had to do. Um, we've been playing against a lot of older guys. Our league's old. And we had to get older. You are already into league play like so many teams already are. Uh, what did you take out of the split in Portland over the weekend? Well, I saw what we could become. You know, uh, that first game over there, we played really, really well, you know, against a very talented team. And then I also found out that if you're not ready to play, no matter what happens, if you're on the road, you're going to have a hard time, you know. And 
uh, that's exactly what happened. We played really well one night, and then we didn't have the same energy, the same juice the next night. We let our guard down, you know. It probably would have been easier if we'd have won by three or four points, but we won by a big margin. Human nature kind of kicked in, and, and we didn't play quite as well, and we ended up you know, losing by two. Now that you've been through one of these uh, one-trip, two-game situations that you're all going to have, how do you feel it's going to play this year? It's, it's strange now. You know, it's, it's one of those deals. It's hard to beat a team twice, no matter where you're at. You know, if you win the first game, do you let your guard down and think everything's okay? If you lose the first game, second game is mostly, this, you know, the desperate team. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's strange. It's just going to be a little bit weird. So you, bottom line is you got to be ready to hook up and play your best every single night no matter if you've won or lost. and so, But I think it's a good thing we went to this so we're not flying all over the place in between games. So it's a good situation. It's just everybody's got to get used to it. You have a common opponent with Westminster uh, talking about BYU now. What are your impressions of BYU, which has already gotten in 10 games to this point? Yeah, ten. they look like they've played 10 games. They look like they're kind of in mid-season form. You know, they know each other. They know the rotations. You know, we're still kind of working that out right now. But I love their team. You know, like always, they're big. Uh, they're strong. They're really physical inside, and uh, they got guys that'll share the ball. And the point guard Barcelo is—he's probably playing as good as any uh, guard in the country right now. His, his stats are absolutely amazing, and he makes them go. And he's really, really good. Isaiah Brown's doing a lot for you right now, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's got a kid that's got a scoring mentality, you know, and he can—he can score it at pretty much every level. He shoots it well. He's got it in between. Gets to the foul line some. Yeah, ton. Um, yeah. He's still, you know, some of these kids are still trying to figure out our system, and so they're not quite sure exactly where they're going, but we're getting closer, which is good. But, but Isaiah's a good player. He's, he's come in and been our leader since day one. He's a wonderful kid, really mature, smart, very confident player. Okay, and finally, getting through this season. You're going to be at some point here in March or April and say, we did it one way or the other. Do you think do you believe that? I do believe we'll get there. I, I just don't know how long it's, you know, how many games you're going to get to get there that's the thing and we just knock on wood every day that we just get to play another game you know you can't look too far ahead i tell our kids all the time you got to cherish every minute you get on the court right now because it could be taken away from you in a heartbeat so you got to make the most of it and don't take it for granted but i do think we'll get through it i think uh you know it's gonna be some teams are gonna play more than others and you know we really don't care we just want to play games we don't care who when where what time it doesn't matter so Hopefully we can get in uh, a lot more games after Christmas. It's always good to see you. I look forward to our annual conversations. The best of luck uh, today and moving forward. Thank you, Randy. Yeah, thanks, Greg. That is Weber State head coach Randy Ray. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. Our pregame coverage of BYU and Weber State continues after this live from Vivint Arena on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and Weber State tipping it just after the top of the hour here in downtown Salt Lake City. Third time in the last five years that BYU and Weber have faced off on the home floor of the Utah Jazz. After today, BYU will have eight days before opening league play at Pepperdine. And uh, Mark, if uh, BYU can go 9-2 and two in non-conference play which they would do with a win here today. The Cougs will have done, I think, well to position themselves as the primary runner-up to top-ranked Gonzaga in the league. And I think it's another season uh, where where second best to the Zags will be good enough 
uh, for an NCAA tournament bid, and BYU's non-conference resume is quite okay. No, I mean, I don't ever want to admit that second best is good enough. I don't care if it's Gonzaga or Kansas, Kentucky. I, I want to win that conference, and it's kind of in my craw that BYU hasn't done that. But, yes, I mean, BYU's played a lot of games, done well against those t- higher-tier teams that they've played, and if they can make it through conference and not have too many dramatic setbacks, uh, maybe maybe beat Gonzaga at home. I mean, they're doing all the things they need to to be right where they need. And I think the conference deserves two or three bids. So if you're in that second spot, I think you're in. All right, final words before tip-off. Coming up next, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. Let us pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. It's uh, Greg Grubel and Mark Durant here at Concourse Level inside Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City, getting you set for BYU and Weber State. Mark, I'm not 100% clear on the concept of spirit animal, but I know you well enough oh, to, be good. to believe that, that if, if there were a spirit animal on this BYU roster for you, it's Richard Harward. Oh, amen, brother. I, I just love how much fun he has. To play. He plays so hard. Have you ever in your life seen anyone go after a rebound like Richard Howard. He's just a beast. It's like it's like he hasn't eaten for a month and there's a turkey leg coming off the rim. And he goes, I'm going to get that turkey leg. And he's just a fun guy and, and the way he plays so hard, it's just a joy to watch. You mentioned uh, the 3 for 4 performance Connor had, Harding had from 3 the other night against Texas Southern. How important is it that we continue to see, again, more consistent contributions from a starter who's a junior and, and, and a big expected piece of this year's puzzle. I mean, I expected more from Connor. Maybe we're not going to get that, but maybe you don't need it because you have other weapons, but he has to hit the shots that are available, like the other night. Open three or four, that's just right because it takes the pressure off Barcelo and, and other guys to score if he can just hit that shot and be a, a threat wherever he is on the floor. And he hasn't been that in a lot of games, but I really like kind of easing into that role for him. All right, tip-off of BYU and Weber State is just moments away. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City, Utah on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.